Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Harvey Gladden. My name is Steve. And I'm Sean. All right. Uh, on this episode, we have a review of what, what are you laughing at? I thought you said the wrong name of the podcast for some reason. <laughs> I didn't say the wrong name. No, I yeah. thought you did. That's why I was like, start laughing. I was like, dude, did you say the right one? Yeah. Uh, we'll do the right film. Today, we've got a review of Black Panther. Very exciting, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. excited. I, I would say this is probably our most anticipated film of the year so far. Oh, yeah, definitely. By default. Yeah. The rest of the things we reviewed have been not so great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to review that as well as some things we uh, watched during the week. And we also have a topic. It's a secret. Yeah. Um, it's a so, good one, too. Yeah. So we'll be talking about those things later on. Uh, how was everyone's week? I, I guess we should address uh, Thomas Schoen was not here. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. You know, at this and point... Steve, made, Steve a made a good point earlier that he's called out the most. Within and, a and year. And, and, out. and if, <laughs> if, this, if this was the job, he would have gotten fired. Yeah, yeah he would have got fired two weeks ago. Yeah, he'd probably be fired by now. Um, yeah. I Apparently he, he's sick again. Yeah, he's got the flu. I had the flu, and now he's got the flu. You guys passing um, that shit around like yeah. it's fucking like the newest thing. Yeah, I think one of you might be next. It's a pretty bad one, too. I don't know. Me and Sean are pretty pretty sturdy. I can't remember the last time I had the flu. I, don't know I you, couldn't either. I don't know if you I see what one. I'm eating yeah. right now. I'm eating celery sticks, and uh, I'm having like a nice. There's bottle. nothing. There's nothing in celery. It's like water and fiber. It's, it's also the worst food to eat while you're recording a podcast. That is true. <laughs> if there was a list, <laughs> like a definitive this list, this is of like worst, the number one. Like it's like straight the crunch. worst offender for sure. <laughs> but I then I also it. have a nice can of Lacroix that's like helped me. Uh, it's uh raspberries so this is good for me mm-hmm. all you're missing is your denim jacket yeah is that is that a quintessential like yeah thing <laughs> how was everyone's week it's been good um it snowed yesterday i didn't know it was supposed to snow i didn't either yeah it was weird now it's melted and it's hot outside have you guys been out yet no i haven't been outside it's kind of yes. warm this temperature's weird we got about two more weeks left of february and then the spring starts in a couple weeks right hopefully i don't think that's the way it works one spring isn't spring like March? I think, I think spring usually starts around. Uh, well, just wait. Winter's I think over. It gets warmer around March, but I don't think yeah. spring officially starts till like April or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't April know. showers, so yeah, spring is. Yeah, April. I don't know either. I don't know um, yeah. seasons. It's been a it's been a wild week. Uh, I was telling Steve last night that I think we drank every night. Like I don't think I skipped the night. Like you and Steve drank every night. Uh, just people in the group, I guess. Um, well, I we did. we all drank Monday night. We started the week strong. Yeah. 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 That happened. So I didn't get to watch too many movies as usual. I, I think I watched like two and a half this week and some TV shows. Two and a half? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How yeah. about you, Steve? It's been a very long week. <clears throat> yeah, like Sean said, uh, it's been it's been fun. We uh, went out a couple nights in a row, like in a row, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I rested on Thursday and then came Friday, Saturday. Friday got a little bit too uh sound like Jesus. <laughs> got a little bit too wild. I mean that's that's in the Bible. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday he got turned up and then Thursday he rested. And then mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday he just did it all over again. Uh yeah, we uh we drunk drank Friday night. And I don't apparently apparently I don't remember this at all, but me and uh Sean's girlfriend uh killed a bottle of wine. Like and I, I was just like yeah, that was not a good idea. And then she said that you bought them shots. I don't remember buying any shots. And then you're like, wait, I didn't buy any shots. I remember that. I remember we and were sitting there. And then you check your was, bank was, account. Was, you're like, like oh, yeah, I did doing? buy shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I looked at my credit card. I'm like, 
you know, it's funny though because I looked at it and it was super cheap regardless. And I'm pretty sure he gave gave us free shots mm-hmm. because he was just wanting us to get away. Like the bartender was getting so annoyed with us because I'm like, "Yeah, give me two shots." And then I turn back around, I'm like, I'm like, "Yeah, give me one more shot." And then he's like, "Oh, do you want the beer that you never grabbed earlier?" I'm like, "I ordered a beer." He's like, "Yeah, you never you ordered a beer and you never grabbed it." And I'm like, "Well, fuck." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So, it was a crazy Friday night. Okay. How uh how how are your weeks aside from uh uh drinking alcohol? Like how about your lives? Uh my my social life as you can see is pretty uh wild, but my work life, my professional life, I've been very busy. It's been very <sighs> This week is like it's winding down fashion week so we're just like closing everything out and then just kind of ramping up for some more shoots coming up later on this month mm-hmm. okay. so it's just like this week was actually kind of perfect in a way for me to hang out because there was no shoots going on so i didn't have to be on set at all so it's nice and uh yeah and i think uh currently i'm, I'm gonna start getting a little bit more responsibility around the office in terms of producing stuff so i'm excited that is exciting yeah it's super stressful i'm having panic attacks just thinking about it Okay. Like right now, <laughs> I uh, my girlfriend and I, and I attempted to get a cat this morning. A, oh, yeah. a small cat, I believe they call a kitten. I heard about that. How'd that go? Kittens. Um, it didn't go well. We didn't get it. We didn't. We didn't get it approved because we didn't already own a cat. Apparently, that's the thing out here. Uh, in order for you to get one, you already have to have one, mm-hmm. and they will, just won't give it to you. So I guess we gotta lie and say that we <laughs> always own the cat. I guess so by that stupid. logic, how does a person get their first cat then? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Like, you have to get a cat in order to... You have to own a cat to get a cat, but how can you get a cat if you need to own one to get one? Where's... Where, yeah, I mean, where it's do you paradox. ever... Yeah, it's a paradox. Where do you ever get a cat from to so begin they're just, with? They're, I guess they're just relying on you to get a stray. They want you to get a stray. So you can yeah. eventually get your own... So. Which is weird because what they're giving away is are strays. So this is... No, this is how you beat the system. You get a stray... You tell them, take photos and name the thing, show them, and then when you get home with the brand new kitten, you get rid of the stray because you don't want a dirty street cat. Yeah. Well, you I want have, a brand new clean cat. I, I have a plan. Okay. If they ask me if I have a cat next time, I'm going to say yes. And then if they come over, which is weird if they come over <laughs> to check That's if like I have a cat. the most like, uptight thing anyone could do. Is just I'm going like, to call Shomo and let him bring his cat over, set up the litter, everything that he has at his place, at my place. I'm thinking this kind of like child services. I think it's like child services where they don't really let you know that they're coming. It's just a surprise visit. So you might have one of those situations in hand. Like, yeah. They'd be like, oh, we're having the other cat. And you're like, it died. <laughs> they wouldn't even be. <laughs> I think those are some pretty uh, invasive policies for a fucking cat adoption agency. They want to um, get rid of them, and I don't understand why they won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So I may or may not get a cat next week. It depends if I lie or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for you to get a cat yeah. again. This is uh Yeah, we'll all have something to do when you guys come over. Yeah, because usually we're just sitting around not talking to one another. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be fun to the, have. The cat might bring us endless joy. Exactly. It's going to change the group forever. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe. What about your week, Harvey? Uh, my week was pretty good. Um, we just worked a lot. Um, had some issues with the game. Uh, so that was kind of exciting i guess uh, we had to solve some problems um yeah other than that it was a pretty chill week i think i didn't do too much stayed in the house aside from like a monday yeah man and, um, you missed out man we had a fun game night wednesday we played risk he was there yeah i played risk oh yeah you were there jesus 
Oh man, that was that was a wild night. He can't remember you were there. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's because he was the first one knocked out. Now I remember, and you were upset. Uh, I don't think I was very upset actually. I was actually glad that it was over. Yeah, you're like this is oh quote this is this game's bullshit. That's I mean, the, that I mean, was the quote of the night. It's kind of is a bullshit game. There's not much. People say there's strategy involved, but there's <laughs> it's not. It's like 99 percent luck. Yeah, there's not a lot of strategy involved. If if you have to roll a dice in a game, there's no strategy involved. Um, yeah, but other than that, my week was pretty pretty good. You guys ready to talk about some movies? No, not really. I believe Shomo lost the game last he week, did. but he's not. Yeah, he's not here. What did you assign him? Uh, yep. I don't For some reason, I was going to say the Wonder List, but I don't. I don't even know if that's a thing. The Wonder List. I don't know. Why I, thought I was going to say that. No, the overnight. I don't know why I was yeah, thinking it was the that. Overnight. Wow. Is Wonderless like a movie or is it a TV show? It sounds so familiar. There's the Wonder so. Years. There's Wonderstruck. There's Wonder. I think Wonder uh, Wheel. Wonder oh yeah, Wheel. it is Wonder Wheel. It is actually a TV show. Wonderlist. Yeah, the Wonderlist. Huh, that's weird. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Shummel's not here to review the movie. That that's unfortunate. I gave him. Well, um, Sean, you never go first since you're usually uh, hosting. Would you like to lead? Yeah, why not? Um, first, I started the week strong with I re- last week I watched um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, this week I watched Temple of Doom. Does it hold up? Um, I don't remember these movies too well. I saw these movies very, very young on VHS, and I've seen like scenes here and there on TV when they would play, but I never actually sat down like watched all of them recently. I guess. Have you guys watched them recently? Uh, it's been years. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I watched them like uh, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago mm-hmm. or something. I rewatched all of them. From what I remember, I think this one is probably. I haven't rewatched the third one yet, but I, or actually, the last one's my, my least favorite. But I actually forgot. I completely forgot forgot about that one, King of the uh, Crystal Skull. But um, you know, I <laughs> when you said the last one. I thought you were talking about the Last Crusade. No, no, not that because one. I've I, I've literally blocked every exactly. thought of I like Kingdom about Skull. That. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like talking I don't about remember. the first trilogy in this series. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy about this one. I mean, for the most part, they're supposed to be fun and comedic and just an adventure. Um, I really dig the first one a lot, but this one has a lot of illogical action scenes that were just very laughable do you guys remember the the one of the open action scenes in this one or the minecart no it's not the minecart they're on the the they're driving in the city right no no this one is where they're um they're in an airplane and the pirate or the the pilot jumps off and leaves them and the plane's crashing it's about to crash into a mountain and indy he uh (laughs) he gets on a raft throws him and his crew members into the raft and then inflates the raft all the way down Dude, I forgot about that. And then that. the raft goes down the slope of the mountain, falls off a cliff into like a some like a downslope woods, then into a river. How would you rely on a raft inflating midair to like save you? Break the fall? It's it's absurd. There's a lot of scenes like that in this movie, but I don't know. I still like them because it's like bombastic almost. But uh I don't know. I probably would if I would have to rate these films. I would say uh, the first one's probably like a four. This one's probably like a three, and then I have um, I have the Last Crusade to watch probably tonight or tomorrow. But uh, and then I watched something else um, that was uh, quite surprising. I watched a movie called The Ritual, which is a horror movie from 2017. And I believe Netflix recently acquired it. 
that's how I came across it. But uh, I was reading up on this movie a while back before Netflix owned it. And uh, this movie was actually directed by a director that I, I liked uh, quite, quite a bit. David uh, Bruckner. He did a movie, I believe, 2006 or five, a movie called The Signal. So, oh, yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I've always wanted to see it, but I remember. Yeah, it's really good. He also did a segment in uh, Southbound. I believe you've seen Southbound, Harvey. What's up? You've seen Southbound, right? I have seen Southbound. I like that a lot. Yeah, he did the se- the accident segment, which was uh, oh, one yeah. of my favorites. But uh, yeah, this movie is about uh, four friends starring uh, Rafe Spall, son of Timothy Spall, and Archer Ally. Uh, what's his other name? Robert James Coulier. Just a bunch of Englishmen and white people in this movie. So the movie's about, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but something happens to them. They're a very tight group of friends. Something happens to them in the first like 10 minutes or so that changes the, the, dyma- the dynamic of their group. And it cuts to like a year later and they have to go on this this journey, basically. Are you reading up on the movie over there, Steve? No, I was just so curious about the rap scene that I had to rewatch it. Oh, did quick. you watch it? Dude, it's the dumbest thing. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they fall really high, like, too. It's like so... It's so bad that I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about this shit. And it's yeah, been it's that crazy. long. Uh, sorry, continue. No, I thought you were like reading up on the synopsis of no, this No, no, I just wanted to, I had to watch it because I was curious. But yeah, this movie, uh, it's about four friends who go into the Swedish mountains and they're doing this uh, hike to basically uh, honor one of their fallen comrades. And it has some really beautiful scenes of like the Swedish Alps and some of the mountains that they're hiking through. And it plays almost like a supernatural horror. There's a segment of the movie where they have to go into the woods uh, through a shortcut. And certain things happen to them. They they encounter like this very weird, I guess, a hunter's cabin in the woods. And then there's something Uh-oh. either supernatural or uh, like a creature of some sort that's following them. And it, uh, the story is very, very tight. Like where a lot of like these type of horror movies where they focus a lot on like the I guess the supernatural element or the person that's supposed to be like scaring them, they it focus a lot on the dynamic of the friends, and the the actors they're very very good in this movie. Uh, Rafe Spall he's one of my favorites. You guys might know him from um, uh, Green Tree Hooligans. He's one of the friends in there. Mm-hmm. It's and, been a minute. Yeah, and um, but yeah, there's it, it deals with a lot of like negative space and claustrophobia in the woods and like just being lost in the woods and that the the scares that come from just being in that atmosphere and uh this movie looks really good like it, it reminds me of like a digital version of the ring of the, those color tones yeah it's really good I, 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 I that's one of my favorite aspects of this movie the dynamic of the group is really interesting actually every story that revolves around them and why they're in this place it's really good and what's revealed like the movie's building up to a reveal of what's uh basically following them and what's haunting them throughout this journey and uh it's i'm not gonna give it away but it's really really interesting and i was very surprised and like a lot of these movies they tend to disappoint you with whatever they're you're thrown at in this situation but i don't know i thought it was i thought it was a very surprising horror film i would definitely highly recommend this to people who are into these type of stories you might you should check it out, Steve. Uh, yeah, and I, I saw it on Netflix, and it was like it seemed kind of like up my alley. I was like reading up on it a bit, and I don't know. I, I, it it piqued my interest enough for me to want to see it. So yeah. maybe if I find a day day off, just watch it. It reminds me a lot of like it's a mix of 
I would say like Kill List or The Which Witch. I love, yeah. Or and maybe like kind of like The Ring in that style of cinematography. And I like all those things. Yeah, so you might like this. Um there's some very like shocking moments in this movie that I was not expecting that were just shot beautifully. And the woods look incredible too. Even though it's like very haunting, it's still beautiful at the same time. Um, I guess I'll give this a four out of five. Damn. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I've been I've been thinking about it since I saw it, and I got into an argument with Tappy over this movie, which is uh, Shoma's girlfriend. She's been on the show, yeah. Oh yeah, you guys might know her from the what episode was it? Uh, it was Disaster Artist. Okay, yeah. Because everyone was gone that day. So I saw that she gave it a two, and I texted her immediately. I was like, "What? You gave it a two? And then, like, she wrote me, like, this long message of why, like, I guess she was a bit disappointed. But, um, yeah, I don't know. This movie really works for me. I think it was, it was refreshing for the most part. Four out of five. That's good. Yeah. Um, I watched the first two episodes of Altered Carbon, um, one last night, one today. How do you feel? You know what? I was very surprised about the first episode. There are some segments of, overall, I really like the first episode. I know that you said you have some problems with the lead. I understand that. But over time, I think I'm slowly getting over it. I'm not a big fan of this guy either. I can't yeah, it's like, it's not, and that's what I mentioned. It's just like, it's it's something about him I can't really pinpoint. It's just something, I just, I'm not a fan of him. And I just don't like his, I don't like the way I'm he not acts. crazy about him either. But yeah. I like the world. Even exactly. though it's kind of like, cop, I would say a lot of Blade Runner. A lot of Blade Runner. Like a lot of like the the cityscape shots and like the technology that's within that world. I would say like it's a uninspired and kind of like a rip on certain things, mm-hmm. but I like the overall arc of like the, the, the story. Yeah, yeah, I like that stuff. Um, what it is is if you guys don't know already, it's about everyone having I guess they call it a shell in their um right right above their like right in their spine that harnesses like the essence of their life and their soul. Yeah, and they can use other bodies to take this out and put it into new bodies and always like live forever. And it also deletes what, like, like I would say, social political element of that of like people who can afford like sleeves or people who have to like use recycled ones. And there's that element to it. But the story is mostly like uh, it kind of plays like a detective story. Yeah, it's a very noir. Yeah, yeah, like that's the thing. Um, it's it, very much the. I was very surprised at how much of the first episode kind of had a lot of like shootouts and fight scenes yeah dude i was I, I was expecting it to be a little bit slow but then there's like a lot of moments of just like straight, straight up action yeah, yeah. yeah and it gets pretty gory mm-hmm. um so far um i'm hooked in i think that uh eventually i'll get over the very like stoic uh lead it's kind of like bland, to be honest. But. I have a theory about this show, and I think it's going to take a more Doctor Who approach to things in terms of lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't finished watching it, but I do have this weird feeling that they could easily... I think we might get this as the series progresses, like them switching out the lead for like someone who's female or anything else. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's because, what, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's the body. It's not really... Right. The soul is still intact, so that's that's what's most important. I can see that. The first, the, the, cool. the first like. episode has um, I forgot the actor's name, but I like him a lot. The um, is the Korean or or uh, Chinese guy? I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. So if I feel like the, if they do like a you know some kind of dilation in time, if they jump back and forth, they're gonna have different sleeves with this main character. Yeah, that uh, that might work. I, I like a lot of the flashback scenes in this movie or the show. The the one thing I don't like as well is that it presents a lot of information. 
at once, especially in the first episode, mm-hmm. which it, they just expect you to kind of get. And they don't take time to slowly feed this out. Like, it's just, like, a lot of terminology, a lot of jargon yeah. that's, like... Yeah, I was... I was like, there's like, some confusing was, moments that I don't get. Like, uh, when they, like, the... Well, I guess the, the... They're, like, a certain breed. They're yeah, not yeah. They're not specifically, like, human. They're, like, they're like manufactured. And boys, yeah. Is yeah. that what his yeah, uh, race exactly. is called? Yeah, exactly. He has that. But his story, I'm actually uh, very interested in, like, his backstory of, like, why he doesn't really care about being, like, you know, awake anymore. It's kind of interesting. Like you find he, out in like the second, third episode because that's where I'm at right now. Oh, really? Yeah. But there's a scene where he's sitting down and he's talking to like basically like the memory of this person that he lost. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that he's just, he doesn't want to be here anymore. And I, I don't know. I, very, I bought that scene. It was pretty mm-hmm. touching. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I would, I'm would. i hooked in. How many episodes is the first season? Uh, I'm not too sure. They're like an hour long too, right? Yeah, they're they're pretty long. I need I need to finish. I just every time I watch it, I watch it late at night when I'm super tired, yeah. and then I'm just like. I think I think part of the reason why I'm so interested in it is because it's like a sci-fi TV show that's kind of like decent, and like yeah. we don't get those a lot. Like what's out right now? But like, I mean, there people always rewatch the old Star Wars. I mean, Star Trek um shows. There's Westworld. <clears throat> yeah, Westworld. Uh, is really I good. gave up on Westworld. Oh, like really? first three episodes, I don't know. It didn't hook me. If it doesn't hook you, it doesn't hook you. But yeah, yeah I mean, I haven't watched much of Westworld either, so I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I haven't it. watched either yet. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, that's what I've been doing. That and um, watch some documentaries, but nothing really like worthy of talking about. Stupid alien shit. Stupid <laughs> alien shit. I mean, if it's a good one, man, just bring it up. They're not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like UFO files decoded. They're, they're decoded, like, they're, yeah. They're, they're so bad. Effect. Like it looks like somebody made like the poster on Word document. Yeah, man. Word it's, document. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. How does that even work? You just drag images. It's and like place them and then type over the. Yeah, but that's image. it for me. Oh, oh man. Uh, horror, uh, if anyone is into horror, check out the ritual. Oh, cool. Uh, you want to go next? Yeah, I got some stuff I watched. Uh, I guess I'll talk about real quick. I rewatched uh, Swiss Army Men in the background. Like I was doing stuff. It's a fun movie. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's uh, it has starring Paul Dano and uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and it's like super weird and obscure. And I don't, I don't think it's for everyone, but if you want something a little different, I would say go for it. So I'm not gonna spend much time talking about that. Uh, I watched for the first time ever a serious man. Uh, directed by Ethan and Joel Cohen. Uh, just to get you a little insight. Uh, it is 1967, and Larry, a physics professor at uh, Quiet Midwestern University, has just been informed by his wife, Judith, that she's leaving him. Uh, so it's a terrible, it's a terrible, uh, so what is it, synopsis? Synopsis, synopsis. Uh, <laughs> I like when you, when you actually try to say it properly, you sound English. Yeah. <laughs> and he says it like it's the like most complicated. Like it's a. It's because I fuck it up so much. $50 that, uh, word. Yeah. It, it's such a simple word. And I always fuck it but up. Why do you sound British? <laughs> because I want to sound, like, I want to sound, pre- I want to sound pretentious. Synops- synopsis. Synopsis. Uh, no, it's pretty terrible. But uh, that's, that's just kind of like touching like a bit of the iceberg. Have you guys seen this movie before? Yeah. You've seen it? You've seen it? A serious man? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is my first time. It's one of those movies that I missed by these uh, two great directors. I, I love a lot of their work, and uh, uh, this this one I, I love as well. This this is actually really surprising because I feel like uh, tonally and it, it's something I don't know that I haven't seen from them before. And I don't know if you guys would agree, but it's just like I think out of everything they've done, maybe next to 
inside Lewin Davis, like where it's a little bit more darker and heavier, like I would say is a little bit more, it really leans into the more dark comedy. There's not like gut busting laughs in this. It's super, super kind of depressing. It's basically about a man who is like dealing with a series of unfortunate events, like throughout this like short amount of time, you know, he finds out from his wife that she's leaving him for another man and then it just kind of continues to escalate uh you know his son is you know his like his basically his family life is just kind of like in disarray him and his daughter and his son are just like constantly fighting and and i think i think that's something i haven't really seen from them before i don't know i mean i'm trying to think of like other other coen brother films that i've seen that are just like this and i can't and um I love the, the the chaos they implement in like how the way they use like the actors like blocking like in the scene in general like there's so many so much elements so much depth to like what's happening you know you have you have Larry who's really kind of coming into the scene and he's like the focal point but then you have all these extra like elements out there where it's just it gets very overwhelming and you feel that in the scene and you feel it for him um no, I would say I would say this is this is actually one of my more like I would say is actually a favorite of mine is going up there for Cohen films, Cohen brother films. I have a weird memory about this movie. Really? It's actually the last movie I ever rented from Blockbuster. I was going about to say that. I remember you renting this from Blockbuster. Yeah. No, I'm I'm it sucks that I waited this long to finally watch it. And uh I just love the story about like a man's like inability to make like a real decision or make just kind of like pondering most of the time because in the lot of the movies just saying like what's happening what what why is this happening and it's just because it's like the inability to make a choice and the inability just to kind of just like let things it's the reason things are happening is because you're letting them happen and it's uh i don't know i think this is uh it's it's, it's different tonally for me uh, from what i've seen from them before i think mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I put there I put that up as one of my favorites. So this is a five out of five then. Yeah, it's it's near it's near actually, it's I would say so because it's nothing I I I didn't hate it like it's it's nothing I there, I didn't see anything wrong with this film in in terms of a uh, story and I love the little short piece in the beginning of the film that, that I'm still trying to yeah. figure out. Like I'm still have you guys figured that out at all or like. No, like how it ties to the overall like overarching narrative. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember? It's been a minute. I don't know. Uh, I'm f- I'm glad I finally got around to this. And uh, yeah, really great film. Cool. What else you had? Uh, I watched Irreplaceable You. This is a Netflix original. Irreplaceable You. Yeah, I haven't heard of this. Um, I feel like they're just turning out like increasingly amounts of uh of original content, and I'm starting to lose track of everything there yeah they're it's getting to a point where they're just kind of just releasing it's really a shotgun uh shotgun approach uh so this is actually starring uh the lead from last week's movie uh gugu mabathara mabathara did i pronounce that correctly probably not I'm just, Goo- most Google? likely not what was last week's movie so she's actually the lead in this as well so i guess like netflix is just like oh man we got it so they're just gonna pimp her out to like every project as, as of pimp right now <laughs> like just like everything she's she, every, black um hmm? black mirror as well yeah she is in yeah black oh which episode the one where she's a lesbian 
No, I haven't seen that. Is it season four? No, it's like season two. Yeah, I don't remember. This. It's the one, isn't she? She plays the girl um, where it's like set in like the nineteen seventies or eighties. Yeah, it's, I don't and, think that's season two, man. I think that's season like three or four. No, no, dude, that's like season two. Dude, I watch. I remember season two. I don't remember that at all. All right, um, keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Irreplaceable You follows Abby and Sam, who were soulmates since the age of eight and were destined to be together forever until death got in the way. Another really weird. It, doesn't even touch on what really what the movie's about but it really is about uh abby and sam and they're supposed soulmates and they had this whole like life plan together until she finds Season out she four, has sorry yeah yeah San Junipero. oh san juniper yeah. junipero yeah junipero okay i'll check it out uh and basically it's just about this couple who had their life planned out together are going to get married have family and then they find out Sorry, she third is series, third season. So season th- <laughs> Jesus Christ, fucking! <laughs> it's the fourth episode of the third series. All right, I'll watch it. Uh, and she finds out she has cancer, and she has it's it's terminal basically. Like she has like a few uh, a short amount of time to live, and you kind of watch this relationship kind of like progress through her treatment and how they deal with it, and how the way she deals with it is trying to like prepare her husband or i mean fiance to like get like basically build his life up after she's gone so basically yeah, she's, she's like like, pre- like she's setting like, up like setting up dates for him and yeah. like basically prepping really? him to like move on and that's like super weird, that is super weird. <laughs> I, I like the, i like the idea of that though they're like her like curating the rest of his his life without her uh, but this is the movie's major i think the major fault that i have this movie is that it doesn't lean too hard on Kinda that. Kind of like a. Yes, I love you. Yeah, but like yeah. the thing, the thing that m- could have made this movie, I think, work better if it was more of a comedy and played in a more comedic approach. Because we also have like Steve Coogan in this. We have Christopher Walken. Like you have some like people you could really work with with comedic like comedy. And I feel like it's kind of like just wasted in a bit. Like it plays too hard on the drama and like how that affects him. I think it, this movie could have worked if it like leans more to the comedy side of it. Because that is super weird concept, like someone planning someone else's life after they're gone, and you know he doesn't know that she's doing this, and she's doing this behind his back. Like she built him like a website, like a dating profile, and she like puts in information about him, and she goes on like these pre-interview dates for him, and then she's like, "Oh, I like," like she'd be like, "Oh, I like this person, I don't like this person," and it's like, it's like I think they could have really played that a little bit, you know, better. Um, but I think I think performances were okay, and overall, it wasn't anything groundbreaking. It, mm. It's it, it's sad. Like near the end, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know, you shed a tear or two. I see. Near the end of the film, she. Uh, I just uh, saw that she was also in Easy, that Netflix TV show. Yeah, have you watched Easy? <laughs> I saw the first few episodes. It's pretty brutal, isn't it? Oh yeah. no, I mean the one episode I'm thinking of is pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean she is in a lot of Netflix shit now. Yeah, yeah. So she's like everywhere on Netflix. Uh, but. You know, if you want to give this a shot, if you want to watch something a little bit more emotional, you know, more of a drama, I say give it a shot. It's not the worst thing on Netflix, but it's definitely not like the best thing. Yeah, you should also check out the ritual. <laughs> okay, he's <laughs> gonna keep uh, yeah, like every now and up. Yeah, basically. What so. else did you have? Oh, uh, that's it. Oh, really. Did you give that a rating? No, I didn't give. Uh, I don't know. I, I hate rating shit. I don't know. Two point five out of five. It's not horrible, mm. but still not like the best thing. Okay. I, I feel like Netflix is just pumping out these two and a halfs like crazy. 
I mean, and uh, eventually they're gonna get a five. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think most movies are okay. A lot of them are bad, and yeah. a few are good. I think that's generally how the formula goes. <laughs> I guess that's why I was very surprised about the ritual. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you're never bringing this movie up again. This is getting fucking American Honey territory. Nah, nah, nah. It's not nowhere there. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Um, I guess I'll go next. I mean, you know, we can call Tom up and see if he wants to talk. Nah, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> Won't be able to hear his raspy, sick voice. <sighs> yeah. Um, I guess I watched uh, like one and a half things this week. Um, I guess I'll talk about the half, which is Chris Rock's new comedy special. It's pretty good. Half? Like you only watch half of it or it's well, not considered a film? I, yeah, I don't think it's not really considered a movie. It's not a um, uh, yeah, classic it was pretty... narrative like what we typically review. Um, but it's a really good special. I was uh, kind of hesitant to watch because generally I think um, over the years, comedians, they kind of lose touch with the uh, reality in a sense, not necessarily that they're going crazy or that they're like uh, just crazy egotistical or like um, it's just that they like lose touch with like normal life and then their comedy no longer reflects like the problems of normal people, shit like that. And Chris Rock is incredibly successful and famous, but I think his comedy is still grounded and uh, works well regardless of um, his uh, major mainstream success. It's a pretty good special. It's pretty fucking hilarious. I watched a couple. I watched. Uh, I would say like a good portion of it. Yeah. Um, I laughed. Yeah, it gets I really mean, funny. Yeah, like yeah, the first. I laughed. Yeah, I think it. Uh, like there's some jokes like towards the like later later half of the uh, special where I just I was laughing pretty fucking hard. It's a really good special. So yeah, if you want to laugh, I would recommend watching that. If you want to have a good time. Yeah. Um, the one movie that I will talk about is uh, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been trying to push this movie for years. You've been and trying to push this movie so long. You don't even know the narrative stretches years. It fucking stretches yeah. years. Well, I, I, at one point, I was the only fan of this movie. Oh, really? And, well, I love Jim Jarmusch, so. Yeah, I love Jim Jarmusch, too. This is one of his uh, few movies that I haven't seen, actually, or hadn't seen. Until uh, last night. I saw it at uh, Bam Rose. It was a pretty good um, movie-going experience. Was, Bam Rose is a re- really nice theater. They have comfortable seats, really good audio. It's a nice place. Um, you work there? I'm just saying. I mean, no, no, no. I'm good, just, good, I'm good, just good. trying to promote Bam Rose. I mean, yeah, it's good, a good, good. theater. Like you get free tickets. I like the way the seats are just like slumped um, down straight. I, I, yeah, I hate a lot of theaters and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in New York City and uh I think Bam Rose is a good one. So um just real quick, you remember that one scene in a uh, Sling Blade where Jim Jarmusch is working at the little fucking like ice cream place? Yeah. He, <laughs> there there's a ice cream reference in here. Is there? Yeah. Oh I yeah, mean, there is. Yeah, 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 there is. Um okay. Isn't that dude in Black Panther 2? The ice cream guy? Well, he's the guy with the lip thing? It's, is, it's possible. Yeah. Um Okay, I'll read the synopsis. I'll confirm a few while you talk. An African-American hit mafia hitman who models himself after the samurai of old finds himself targeted for death by the mob. Okay, and this is uh, directed by Jim Jarmusch. It stars uh, Forrest Whitaker, 
uh, John Tormey. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else that's pretty notable in here. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I've always been intrigued by this movie, but I've never, I've never watched it. I'm not really sure why. I don't know if I've been savoring, savoring the watch or, I don't know. I've just it, never. It did. is him. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I'm Isaiah D. Von Coley. That is pretty funny. Yeah, I've never gotten around to watching this movie. Um, and after watching it for the first time, I got to say this movie is very surprising and uh, intriguing in several different respects. Um, I guess the first being um, there's like a huge clashing of styles that Jim Jarmusch put together. And it um, seems that it's done either ironically or perhaps just like uh, haphazardly. At first glance, though, but I mean, it's Jim Jarmer, so I don't think you can really say that his shit was done by accident. Um, Ghost Dog is like a modern retelling of uh, classic samurai stories that uh, I don't know that we may have seen when we were growing up, like all that shit that was introduced to like United States and the Western world, um, specifically like shit by like uh, Kurosawa, and um, I believe the Jarmer's like definitely plays homage, pays homage to uh, like Kurosawa and like. Uh, like Inigaki and shit, you know, classic uh, Japanese directors that made pretty good samurai films. Um, yeah, but that uh, homage isn't like a, it's only a small part of this movie because he blends like a, like a colorful comedic, like pseudo Scorsese style too, with like a gritty and despaired, like a despairing like NYC. And um, I don't know, those kind of tones remind me more of like uh, John Schlesinger, like uh, Midnight Cowboy. And uh, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Panic in Needle Park by uh, fucking Schatzberg. No. Yeah. Or Street yeah. Smart. With, with um, uh, Al Pacino? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's so sad. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So it, it reminds me of like all that shit just blended together. Um, and uh, yeah, and it that makes Ghost Dog really fucking fun and like and really interesting to watch. And the yeah, and one of the other things that's very intriguing about this movie is the character of Ghost Dog because he's one of like the most strange and compelling characters that I've seen in a really long time. He's like a contract killer for the mob, but he also f- happens to follow some honorable code, which is the way of the samurai. And um, regardless of everything in this movie. I like the scenes. Isn't it Bushido? The way of the... the yeah. yeah. Bushido? Yeah. I like, I like some uh, of the driving around scenes with him and some time that we get with that and the I music. Watched, I watched the first couple... I would say the first like 20 minutes of it. I remember briefly like a long time ago but I never finished it. I just never returned to it. So I should maybe give it a watch. Hmm. Probably. Um, let me yeah, finish my review and then you can decide. Probably. Damn. Um, but yeah, his character regardless of um, everything that you see, like face value him being like a contract killer. If you dive in there, like he is absolutely insane. Like he is a crazy person. And um, I think like his compelling, like despair and loneliness are so perfectly captured by Forrest Whitaker that it kind of makes that okay. Um, It's a really like poignant performance. He, um, we we see a lot of him uh, is walking down the street and he kind of dresses almost like a homeless guy and he is um, very quiet and reserved. He doesn't talk to anybody. He has zero friends. That's actually mentioned by a little girl in the movie. 
And um, yeah, just the way he carries himself, it's truly like a, um, he has forcibly placed himself into the, like the uh, lifestyle of a, um, I don't know, like a, of a samurai. It's really interesting. And it's, uh, I remember a lot a of really the interesting scenes, character. Yeah. Like of him, like twirling the sword around. Yeah. Gunkata. Yeah. But Gun-kata. even like the scenes of him just walking down the street, he's always alone. He does everything alone. He lives on the rooftop surrounded by pigeons. His best friend is a, a French-speaking <laughs> yeah. ice cream truck driver. Yeah. He doesn't understand. Yeah, that's um, that's another big thing about this movie. His his only friend is an, a French ice cream or Haitian ice cream truck driver that only speaks French. He does not speak French uh, for his Whitaker's character. So they have these conversations where they kind of overlap with uh, what each other is saying, and somehow they always, I don't know, somehow they always uh, have a successful conversation or exchange of information even though they don't speak the same language um it's really strange and it's a it's a fun little thing that jim jarmus threw in there i don't i don't know it's it's fucking weird um <laughs> but yeah there's a there's a some cinematography that i really like as well specifically this the scenes that sean mentioned about uh ghost dog riding around in cars he has to steal cars because he is a hitman he doesn't want to um yeah, he has to have a vehicle to do his crimes, and it has to be untraceable back to him. So he still scars, and he always listens to uh, hip hop music in the cars. And um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's it's really interesting to see him rolling like uh, down these New York streets while listening to. Um, Apparently, RZA did all the music. <laughs> yeah, RZA did do all the music, that, and uh, I really enjoyed the the beats in in, in this movie. Um, I don't know if there's much to say, but yeah, one thing that I really enjoyed about this movie, which I mentioned earlier, is those blending of styles. And he also have like that, uh, that like that New York hip hop style that is also thrown in there with all of this. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to be said about this. Actually, he works for the mob. The reason, um, well, I won't go into the reason why he works for the mob, but he does work for the mob. And I mentioned that it's kind of like a pseudo. Scorsese type of vibe and these mobsters are like the opposite they're of uh, the ones that you might have seen in the Scorsese movie because these mobsters are incredibly incompetent they're very colorful and very funny and just kind of stupid and they have like these weird uh, tics and like uh, like these weird tics and these weird personalities um, but I like that uh this film kind of juxtaposes like the lifestyle of a uh, ghost dog and the lifestyle of a samurai and the way of the samurai with these mobsters. Cause they are both, uh, well, ghost dog mentions in the movie that the, they're the both, they're both dying tribes. And that's kind of interesting when you, uh, think about it. Cause these, um, they're working together and, um, yeah, it's just interesting that, uh, he chose to do that and chose to represent these, uh, two very different um two very different groups together and um i think it's no accident that these mobsters are incredibly incompetent and they happen to be like the last of like a dying breed or at least we think i mean we don't think that the mob doesn't really run things like they used to yeah so it's like pretty funny and kind of uh i don't know it's uh logical that these dudes would uh be incompetent and kind of fucking up all the time they uh they're not really in tune with the 
like the ways of the old and shit like that. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about this movie. Did you like it? Uh, there is a lot more to say about this movie, but I don't want to take any more time. Yeah, I really, really love this movie a lot. It was so much better than I had ever expected it to be. I'm, the strangest thing about this movie, I remember when it was initially released, they were trying to promote this movie like a crime action movie. Yeah, which it, is weird because like it's a Jar- Jim Jarmusch movie, yeah. and all of his stories are kind of like a play on like a certain genre, but in his fashion, which is kind of like nonsense, no plot. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people hated this movie, just ha- absolutely hated this movie when it came out, and it was like considered one of the worst of that year. But then it, like it developed like a cold following, like all yeah. his movies does. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's absolutely not a uh, action uh, crime movie if that if that's what you're expecting, or an action thriller. It's <laughs> Honestly, it's so much more than that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like my favorite Jim Jarmusch, uh, I would say is like uh, "Only Lovers Left Alive." "Only Lovers Left Alive" is is like one of like the best. Yeah. I think for me, at least, one of my favorites. It's just such a fucking cool yeah. movie to watch. Like it's just. I think that's uh, like that. That movie oozes with style yeah. and like, <laughs> grace, and you have Tilden Swinton, who's like amazing on, yeah, on that's screen. That's one of my favorites, yeah. and that's my one of my favorite performances that Tom Hiddleston has done, or at least not performances, but just characters. Yeah. yeah. You know, my, one of my favorite characters he's ever portrayed. There's another movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, Limits of Control. And that movie uh, stars Sounds the... Uh, it, it stars <laughs> the um, ice cream truck driver. And he plays kind of like a mute assassin oh, that I carries a talk. guitar case yeah, in like Spain. I yeah. And uh, there's oh, only, yeah, there's yeah, only like this. 17 yeah. lines in this movie. Yeah, I do remember this. Um, I like that movie a lot too. Uh, Jim Jarmusch is actually my favorite yeah. current working filmmaker of all time probably right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, Tim, Tilda Swinton's in that movie. I remember that. She, yeah, she uh, she plays the person who gives the hit, I believe. Um, Wait, was she a prostitute? I don't know. So there's something uh, about her in this movie that was like a twist. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Jim Jarmusch is is amazing. He is amazing. Um, Ghost Dog. If you've been avoiding it for those reasons that we may have mentioned earlier, I would I would say watch that shit. Um, <laughs> I, it's easily they, they recently put up um, Down by Law on Filmstruck, and oh, I rewatched really? it a couple weeks ago, and it's really good. Yeah. Um, so Ghost Dog, I would give it. It's a four and a half out of five for me. It's a. Uh, I really I can't state it enough how much I love this movie. It's Dude. so fucking great. I remember I told a couple of our friends Steve to watch this movie and they hated it. Do you remember? Oh, really? I don't, I'm not gonna throw out some names, but yeah, I know you're talking. And they were about like saying just like, talking "Dude, mad like, shit." You, like, basically, they're like, "You got bad taste in movies." I was like, "Dude, I love this movie." But um, yeah, I'm glad somebody else saw it. Yeah. It's been years um, since I've even heard that name. Yeah, so that's, that's you, you reawoke in that that movie for because I, I thought that shit was like dead in the water. To be uh, honest, like I couldn't, I, I, I didn't remember until you said something. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine and I happened to see that it was playing at Bam Rose, so we thought that uh, yeah, we should check it out since neither of, neither of us have uh, ever seen it, and it was a very good decision. That's good. We both loved it. That's good. Uh, yeah, it, the theater was packed too. Actually, it was like sold out basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Patterson is free on Amazon too. You guys, yeah. everybody should watch Patterson. Patterson uh, is. Steve, really you got to watch it. Yeah. Is there any other movies you guys want to promote? Um. What else is there? Mm, <laughs> good Falls is on Netflix now. I think. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is actually. Oh, uh, good Time is on uh, Amazon Prime. We talked about that last yeah. week. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Um, we should we should have a segment where we just talk about movies that just came out on stream. 
<laughs> you know, it, it, might, it might sound stupid, but that's actually a pretty good idea. Like, what, are we just advertising movies? Yeah, just like on different streaming services yeah, that yeah. you should watch. This is not a bad idea. It actually really yeah. isn't. That doesn't sound too bad. People like free things. Do you have yeah. anything else? No, no. We can move into the main review. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. For Black Panther. Remote driving system activated. Wait, which side of the road is it? For bus sake, just drive. Okay, calm down. Look at your suit. You've been taking bullets, charging it up with kinetic energy. Pull around the truck. Ready, go! The show off. Okay, you guys ready for our review of Black Panther? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, here's the uh, IMDb synopsis. T'Challa, after the death of his father, the king of Wakanda, returns home to the isolated, technologically advanced African nation to succeed to the throne and to take his rightful place as king. So, what did you think of Black Panther, Sean? Damn, put him out there. Dude, What happened? I was like looking at like some bad reviews of this movie. No, let me re- wait. Send me the link. Send me the link. No, it's, not, it's not that what the person's saying. It's just that they actually gave it a, like a half star or a one star. Oh, really? And the first out of five? one. Yeah. I just on just wait on on a letterbox. Letterbox. Let yeah. me check this out. That's interesting. And it's the this first one is absolute train wreck. Train wreck. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some I lo- bad movies. I love. <laughs> I love. Uh, I love doing that. Like looking at people's reviews. Uh, I do that shit all the time. It's yeah, like the, it's the best, I'll dude. Look, they look. compare this movie to one of Luke Besson's film. Yeah, you're fucking out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I gotta see what this person likes. Give me a second here. See, this is a tr- this is a this is a rabbit hole. No one really wants to go down, but it's they, so much dude, fun. Dude, they gave Black Panther. Listen to this. This is absurd. Black know. Panther, a one star. Ghost Rider, three star. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Rider. <laughs> Wait. Nicholas Cage, Nick Cage, bitch, and they're fucking dude smoking crack. <laughs> you got to be smoking crack. Um, I enjoyed Black Panther. Did you love Black Panther? I would, I would start off by saying this: it didn't blow me away. Uh, but I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, let's talk about the cast. The cast is incredible. If anything about this movie is the cast, that's what makes it amazing to me. It's not just who they are; it's the performances are so top notch. Everybody, uh, Naomi, what's her name? Um, Lapita, she's incredible yeah. in this movie. Yonga, she's like, yeah. she's like one of my favorite roles in this movie. I agree. I so agree. is Michael B. Jordan. Um, I agree. I didn't see too many trails for this movie, so a lot of the character stories and bios and arcs were very surprising. I yeah, I, okay, yeah. I purposely tried not to uh, look at a lot of that stuff, and yeah, it was surprising. Um, really, one of my f- just wait, really? What I kind of saw it like the first five minutes. I'm like, I knew exactly where it was gonna go. In we, terms of story, oh no, the characters are no. I'm talking about oh. like uh, who the characters were. Oh, like, who? Okay, okay, okay. I didn't look at the actors or anything like that. Um, like I didn't know Angela Bassett was going to be in it at all. Oh, okay, okay. I thought to say like yeah, like I was just like really. Yes. Uh, all right, sorry, Sean, continue. Uh, yeah. So 
what I'm trying to say. I love the cast. Andy Serkis's role is incredible. It was one of my first times seeing him like with a huge like on-screen role. Yeah. And he's amazing. He got jacked for this movie. Yeah, he didn't he's even a, look like Andy Serkis. Yeah, he, he didn't. Like he looked like he kind of looked like a, a younger, more fit Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> and like the way he speaks as well. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that he. You could tell he was having a lot of fun, but not like a like a bad. Like he was enjoying the role. Like he was like actually really into it. You can tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that was. I think that's what made it for me. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of these Marvel movies for me, what boils down to, for it to really working for me is who's playing like the hero. And Chadwick Boseman's probably one of the. It's probably the most perfect person to play back Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, it probably could have went either way between him and uh, Michael B. Jordan, but I think he fits it more perfectly than. Anyone yeah, would've. I would think. I would think so. He has this kind of like gaze that just works for this character and the story that, that's written for him. And uh, I read online uh, that he prayed to be this to get this role, which is insane. Like he's very religious, and he he did like a prayer like before he was casted for this role. Yeah. And apparently, most of the ideas for the character was conceived by him, oh, really? like during the process of Civil War, which I found interesting that, that he had a hand in like just the whole conceptual idea of this movie. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. There, this movie it's a little bit different in, in uh, comparable to like some of the stuff that we saw last year, like. Um, Thor and Spider-Man. It doesn't rely too much on comedy, but it has a lot of great action scenes that I liked a lot. Especially like some of the stuff in like the first scenes of like um at the uh in Hong Kong. I like that scene a lot with Andy Serkis. No, that was Seoul. Yeah, that was Korea. Oh, but yeah, I meant to say Korea. Um, but yeah, that stuff in the like Busan was great. Uh, first of all, and also the the costume of Black Panther is probably one of the best costumes I've ever seen. It doesn't look. It doesn't look. Like it's a, it's like a fucking, you know, like you get. It looks real. It doesn't look like it's a yeah, toy or like remi- a something. It, re- that it reminds me a lot of like a the Deadpool's uh, costume. Yeah, where it feels like an actual outfit, not like just this toy somebody's having. Yeah, like compared, they have on them. Yeah, compared to like Justice League, if you look at a certain scenes, like Batman's costume looks atrocious. You know, this mm-hmm. one does look just really well, like really well yeah. put together. I was also surprised that there are some moments in this movie where they actually pull at your heartstrings and in that typical uh, Ryan Kluger style of like. It's very similar to in, Yo, term, man. in, in, in yeah. tone, like tone, like dr- dramatically. It's kind of grounded. It's not just like built up for like um, comic book arcs. Yeah, that guy knows how to make me cry. I'll yeah, tell you that much does. right now. Uh, I really like the those scenes with um, Michael B. Jordan and his his side story. Yeah. Um, I guess m- much of that wasn't in the trailer, so we probably shouldn't touch on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any I mean, logical person could put the clues together within the first, you know, mm-hmm. half of the movie or the first act. You can obviously put the t- clues like what's where's gonna go where and stuff but yeah you know it wasn't in the trailer did anybody so. else after watching this movie get out the theater or while watching the movie and realize man i, I should probably hit the gym again huh <laughs> oh so yeah <laughs> me and me and harvey were talking about this is more because i i'm getting ready to go to the gym and then it was just like and i was telling him like yo i'm inspired man after watching michael b jordan that motherfucker got jacked. He's, he's huge. He was massive. Yeah, he and was. I'm just like, I'm like, I need to hit the Surprisingly, gym. Surprisingly, <laughs> uh, Chadwick wasn't as jacked as I thought he it would not be. Not even close. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. close. He looked tiny. He was, he, he, he was super small. Yeah. yeah, but I've never seen um, Mike Lee Jordan this big. Not even for um, Creed. Yeah, I said the same thing. Like his chest looked like yeah, it looked it massive. Was ma- it was huge. I think uh, he really put himself out there for this role, which was amazing. Um, yeah, the cast is just stellar. The cinematography is really good. There are some moments of the action that kind of w- I was not a fan of where it's just super dark and shot very quickly. 
Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Like, it's yeah. a lot of cutting, a lot of fast, just a like... Lot of, a lot of fast pans and stuff yeah. like that that I'm not a fan of. Um, I think that the some of the some of the hand-to-hand combat scenes could have been better. I think there's a lot of room there to make those scenes better. But uh, just initially, overall, I really like this movie. Uh, yeah. I would have to agree. Um, I really enjoyed the this movie. It's... um. It's interesting. There's a lot of different things that I think this movie uh, presents that I haven't really seen in uh, other Marvel movies. Uh, specifically, like, um, for example, there aren't any other uh, superheroes in this movie. I think that's pretty interesting because typically with Marvel, they... Um, they shoehorn in everything. Yeah, they try to get several uh, superheroes in one film, it's I guess. in your contract. You must be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was I was curious about that. I did some yeah. research, and Kugler, um, he tried really hard to make this a very tight story, just based on the um Black Panther story and a very closed off environment. Yeah, I think that was. A and he definitely... had to he had to fight for it. Apparently, I, I imagine so. I definitely think. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely... think. The, I think. I don't want to give something away, but I think the captain was supposed to originally supposed to make an appearance. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, not giving yeah. anything away, but I, think, yeah. but I know why you would say that. I think that makes sense, and I definitely think if anyone else except for uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, if they had directed this, that there would definitely be some cameos in this. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, I'm glad that he had that vision because it um, yeah, it al- it allows them to or it allowed them to focus on Wakanda and the the society within that uh closed off within that closed off nation and how they view the the rest of the world without um sort of influence or or a perspective like something that captain america or any other superhero would bring in and it allows them to uh deal with their own problems like internally i really like that aspect of it um i liked how black it was too can i say that yeah well, i'm saying it, yeah. it i like how black it was i guess I like- you don't know who can say that because i wanted to say that too what i mean you can say that <laughs> okay cool it was uh- <laughs> i like how black it was <laughs> Yeah, it it was very black though. Like it was more so than I thought. Like specifically, I mean, that's a vague thing to say, but um, yeah, like I, I like how uh, like Ryan Coogler, Coogler like took the time to um actually do research into African cultures and into African uh, religious beliefs and practices, and uh, he he was able to kind of bring that over to Black Panther and not make them seem like. Uh, kind of cheesy or um disrespectful in a way like for instance it's not like, like it doesn't pander at all to anyone yeah, yeah. yeah like, i think uh like one of my favorite scenes is like that first ritual combat scene and uh you have like everyone around them uh like doing their like uh chants and uh like the dancing and shit i thought it was such a cool scene and um yeah like the uh scenes that we get with like the people working like in the mines and stuff or not in the mines but in the uh I don't know what that place was that had like the plant and stuff in it, but um, the garden. Yeah, seeing them do like that uh, ritual practice. I would say that was my favorite scene. I love that that weird trippy sequence. I, do, I love that. I like, was like, this is so it was so yeah, fun, cool. Like him going to like the plains and shit. And yeah, that was, it was shot the spirit so seeing his ancestors. Yeah, I love that scene. Um, that was really cool. There's so much cool shit about this movie. Um, anything else that you like in particular, Steve? Uh yeah, there's. I think. I think overall, I'm. I'm actually kind of on the same boat that uh, Sean's in. Whereas, like, I I enjoyed the movie. I had a good time with it, but it didn't blow me away. And I, I don't think it's the fault of Black Panther. I just think it's the fault of Marvel. 
at this point it's that i think i think i'm just i'm tired of superhero movies guys like we've watched a shit ton last year and i think thor was just kind of like that final thing where like i'm like kind of getting fatigued like i don't know if i'm like i don't even know if i can do infinity war if i'm thinking about it <laughs> i'm like shit yeah uh but overall like i think there were so much cool ideas here that that worked uh especially the second half of the film i'm gonna be honest the first half i wasn't a big fan of i was i was just like it's a marvel movie like you know things are happening well you but weren't the second, a fan of what the first half the first half i wasn't a big fan of but the second half when we get introduced to the villain and we see everything i thought that was amazing i was like this is what i wanted like honestly if if you have to if i was to have a say in it i'll be like is like you can literally take the first half of the movie throw it out and literally replace it with more of that internal conflict like you were mentioning because that was so it reminded i hate to sound stupid i don't want to sound like but it it reminded me of like i would say like a like the lion king in the way that the like betrayals and like see how that that infrastructure and hierarchy works and you know like i don't know that 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 really caught my interest and that's what i what i really liked especially michael b jordan yeah he was my he's actually i would say like i I love what i love what marvel is doing with villains now because we saw this with michael keaton and spider-man and now we see with michael b jordan they're grounded characters Mm -hmm. they're real people and you can understand why they're doing the things they're doing they're not they're not like bad guys because they're bad guys they're bad guys because they have a past and things have happened to them and now they're at this point in their lives where you know is like this is the only option they can see, and and I think that's honestly uh, what made the movie for me. It was Michael B. Jordan, his story, his and honestly, I don't think he was wrong. <laughs> like, I really didn't see him being a bad guy. Like I the, get it. Uh, you're like, the second person I heard say that. I don't think he was wrong. I was like, <laughs> I think uh, it's because like I understood why though. I get yeah, it. I and understood I, why he was doing what he was doing, and I agreed that something had to be done about the situation. I mean, not the way he was going yeah, about it. I don't believe the way that he wanted to it, to handle it was the correct way. But um like yeah, I understand I his motivation. I understand yeah. his motivation too and I think that that's one of my favorite things about this movie as well is yeah, like you mentioned uh, like their motives being grounded and them being uh understandable to the audience like typically like in uh in superhero movies the main villain his uh Entire motivation is like just some because he's uh, evil. Yeah, he's evil, and he wants to conquer the world. No, you don't really know why he wants to do this or why he wants that responsibility. <laughs> like it seems really stre- seems really but, stressful. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like in uh, Spider Man, like these these villains, they ha- they're real people, and they have uh, motives that we can understand and that we can yeah. uh, sometimes respect, I guess, or sympathize with. Like yeah, it's, and that, I think that's that's the best part about a villain and. Uh, uh, and I, and that, and that's the things that I liked the most. I would say what made the movie for me was the the second half and that internal conflict and that drama. Less on the action sequences, I would say like his fight with uh, Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's character, I think was the best fight. Like that one on one combat they have was amazing. Yeah, I think I that thought was it was great. Uh, but other than that, it it didn't blow me away with the action sequences. I think I think maybe the casino scene in the beginning was a really good one as well. If we're talking about like all out, like just straight up, like how the way it was shot, yeah, uh, yeah, and that's and that's the interesting thing because we've seen his style before with Creed and how the way he shoots action, and uh, you know, I, I think I think we could have had a little bit more of that. 
Yeah, I think uh I I, I think he's just I mean, I've, I I understand what he's dealing with. He's he's dealing with the character that no one's really familiar with in terms of just mainstream audiences and it's it's heavy because the the it's not like Spider-Man. Spider-Man inherently is very simple. You know, there's not much there's not much moving parts to it in terms of like telling a simple story. This is like, you know, Black Panther, he's the king of a nation. So you have all these political ideas and like it's a lot of layers. So I think for first time around, you know, for a superhero movie, like to kind of set it up, I think he did a great job. And honestly, like sometimes, you know, I mean, we could have got like we could have got like something, you know, much worse if it wasn't in the right hands, you know. I agree. So uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. But I, I think I'm with Sean. I watched. I, th- I don't know, maybe it was just expectations or maybe I'm just burnt out with Marvel, but I wasn't blown away. I was just like, okay, you know, it was a good movie. And I think overall, I think the second half was where I really was invested, especially with the villain. Yeah. I read online that um, Coogler, which is funny um, because a week ago I posted a photo of a movie that I've been talking about for years, a movie called A Prophet. Um, and Coogler said that he watched in an interview he watched this movie for inspiration to direct Black Panther, which is funny, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that about the prison? Like it's the, like uh, a prison drama. It's yeah. a pr- yeah prison crime drama. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, damn, I was gonna say something, but did you guys get a? I was uh, leaned over to Steve and I said something while watching this movie. Did you get a lot of Lord of the Rings reference in this movie? So. There, okay. the battle sequence. Okay, the end? so yeah, there's there's a battle sequence in the end where Black Panther kind of like swings around. Uh, was that a rhino? Yeah, a rhino. And take basically takes it down in the fashion of Legolas when he swings around the those giant mammoth looking things, takes it down the same yeah. way. We have Martin Freeman uh, in this in this movie. We also have Andy Serkis. Oh yeah, and we also and there's that segment towards the end. I won't give too much away where um. What's his name comes into the rescue almost like kind of like in was it the Rangers of the North yeah. helping them like initially denying them yeah and then, and then eventually come, yeah. yeah so I don't know I was my mind went there for some reason I think we always go to Lord of the Rings for everything yeah. mind you didn't you feel like Martin Freeman's character was just like that's um so I was this, gonna mention this so I'm gonna say this <laughs> my sound really <laughs> it's like I felt like it's just like Ron Coogan is like I guess we should have one white guy in this yeah, movie. That's basically what <laughs> It's weird because uh, his like, role kind of one. his role was there almost to be like a comedic relief, but he doesn't have a lot of comedic yeah. moments. There are some some things where he's there just to have like an expression like of comedy, but I don't know. They didn't um, write much for him. I, got, I have some thoughts on this. It might be kind of controversial, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think his purpose. He is the sole white person. I think that's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like a point of reference that white people can. Uh, look at it in this movie and uh, feel, I don't know, not necessarily comfortable with, but see, I don't know. I think he's also there to bridge them with the outside world. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, and I think it, it operates in the same way that he's also there to bridge a, a mainstream audience with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Was he in the other movies? I don't remember. Because, I mean, aside from him, like in Andy Serkis. Was he in Civil War? Like, this is... That's what I'm trying to figure I can't, out. I can't remember. Dude. They're all a blur. Yeah. Aside from him and like Andy Serkis, like everyone in this movie is black and they're talking in African accents. Yeah. What do you guys think about uh, those soundtracks, especially like some of the stuff with Michael B. Jordan? I really, I really like that. Yeah. Really there's some really cool like 
like produce synth stuff yeah. that's going on that I, I I liked a lot. Yeah, I heard a lot of you know. There's like a lot of Kendrick in here and a uh, lot of Kendrick and some Vince Staples. It's it's really good. And it's like very subtle too. It's like merged with the like yeah. You don't the, even the, notice the it. score. Yeah. yeah, you don't notice it at all. Mm-hmm. What else like can we say that doesn't have too much spoiler talk? Um, let's see. Uh, um, <clears throat> who else is like another? You know what I did like uh, overall. I thought that a lot of the, I guess, is a negative. Uh, I felt like the CGI wasn't up to snob. I just like there's in certain scenes, like I could see it, like that uncanny, you know, that uncanny valley effect where you notice, like, oh, that's green screen, like, you know. Um, but 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 the one where it really shined, where I thought it was beautiful, and I'm like, fuck, I want to go there, is when they uh, when they were in the mountains. Oh, I thought you were gonna the say the mountain temple was like amazing. Yeah, cool. I thought you were gonna say like the afterlife segment with the colors. Oh yeah, that was yeah. great as well. But I think I think overall, like this, where they really just did an amazing job was in that city in the mountains where I thought it was like this is fucking gorgeous. Like I want to go there. Where they ha- where they uh, wh- what was that tribe's name? I don't remember. There's like several different tribes in the film. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, there's okay. So if I'm gonna really talk about one thing that kind of was a big negative for me. Was with the, I, I would say the swift turn of Daniel Kula's character, and that, that was me weird. Too. That was super. It came. It, I don't. I, I was actually talking. We had a long discussion this morning, me and my girlfriend, about this, and I'm still very confused about that portion of the movie. And That's probably a, a slight spoiler, I think. Yeah, I'm not gonna say what it is, but there is something that unfolds and then plays towards the ending of the movie. You can, you can. The thing is, like, you can, you, you see hints of it through the movie, like you see it kind of happening. But there's, but it just, yeah, it really is I like think, one of those um, things. I think this could be fixed by uh, showing like the impact that uh, Andy Serkis' character had on his family, yeah. specifically, and on uh, Wakanda, mm-hmm. and um, that would. Uh, but this person, I'm tr- gonna try to tiptoe around this. Directly helped Andy Serkis's character, and for him to just automatically jump to his side, the, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think he, that was like the weirdest part where I was just where like was Andy Serkis's character. It. Yeah, is you know the, one of the main reasons why this person is the way he is, and then you have this person who's helping Andy Serkis's character. Uh, if you know what I'm saying, I don't. Yeah, th- yeah. I don't. I don't think I know what you're saying, but um, I know. I know what you. I know what you're getting at. I don't think I understand. Like, why would he side with him so so quickly and so adamant about it? I don't know. I don't want to say it, but it's a big thing in the movie towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, one more thing I want to mention. We kind of touched on it already, but uh, just the main the main conflict, I love that it was uh, about Wakanda and about who the Wakandans are as a people. That's like what this major conflict is and um, how they relate to the rest of the world. I think it was such a smart fucking, um, just a, such a smart narrative choice instead of doing something so, I don't know, like fantastic and and uh, and just huge. It was um, a real like social and political conflict that these, uh, that these Africans have, these Africans that are more technologically advanced and... Uh, than anyone else in the world and them having to kind of wrestle with an eternal issue of whether or not they should kind of help the rest of the world or be uh, visible to the rest of the world was a 
and an issue that I really thought was uh, just smart. I think there's a lot of smart things in this movie. But. Mm-hmm. On that, I yeah, I really do like. I, I really like that this movie doesn't like go into the traditional like good versus evil approach with um you know your typical Marvel supervillain. It's just a very, I guess, family oriented story, and yeah. even with the villain, it's kind of surrounds that drama. Yeah, and that line between like good and evil in this situation is like very fucking blurred. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the like I like the narrative of the story. There's some um, technical aspects of the movie that uh, I didn't like, like I mentioned earlier, like some of the combat scenes, uh, some of the way it's sh- like mostly the way it's shot, and I don't know, I'm not a fan of that. But that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think I've said said all I would have to say about it. I feel like if I continue to try to find negative, it's just being nitpicky, one, and I, I feel like that's not fair. Uh, I'd like to mention one more thing. Yeah, it's maybe a why small are you thing. asking for us for permission? <laughs> I don't know. It's because, uh, well, I got a new uh, word, like a new insult for white people from this movie, and I, I'm just excited about that. Uh, there's one scene where uh, colonizer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. T'Challa's sister calls Martin Freeman a, a colonizer. colonizer. Yeah. Did you know that? Um, uh, what's his name? Charles Gambino and his brother. Uh, developed the characteristics for her sister in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, Dan Cooler, um, Cooler, uh, what's his name? Uh, enlisted them just for that person to like come up with some of the characteristics for that. Oh, really? Which is interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And you you can see it like in her character, like the way she jokes around with him. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah makes sense. Yeah, I like her personality. Even though like a lot of her jokes for me didn't land. I mean, most did, but some of them like weren't like. I liked her a lot. Actually. Yeah, but I liked her personality. I think she was a yeah. lot of fun just to see on screen. I w- what about what's her name from um, Walking Dead? Yeah, she was De- great too. Deny Guetta, I believe her name. Yeah, is. yeah, she. Uh, yeah, I, I liked her. I liked uh, the the scene with the wig a lot too. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that was, whole action cool. scene I liked a lot. That uh, that um, that room. Everything that happens yeah, in that room. She was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, Why would you mess with anybody with a spear? Yeah, I would it's never a, approach a anybody that close a, with a, a spear. A woman with a a bald woman, <laughs> a bald black woman with a spear. I would, yeah, I would stay the fuck away. Yeah, she looks like she's fucking. There's a, a tattoo on her head. Yeah, fuck that. that scene reminds of James Bond. Oh yeah, it kind of. I've been me. hearing I that thought, a lot. I, I yeah, about so I was James. talking that about was the first thing the, I thought about. Yeah, someone like was, Casino Royale or almost. I think that's a natural comparison. What else is there to talk about? Uh-huh. I don't know. He uh, enlisted his um his old uh, cinematographer from Fruitvale Station for this movie. All right. Mm-hmm. What else? Damn, bringing everyone with him. He's like, yeah. yep. I mean, come on. I want to talk yeah. about some plot stuff, but uh, a lot of it's spoilers, and I don't want to, yeah, I guess, the plot should in just it, skip the plot over in, it. Yeah, the plot in itself is kind of uh, wrapped up in a spoiler. Yeah. So it's difficult to talk about. But um, yeah, it's interesting because I watched Ghost Dog and then I watched this and uh, yeah, um, Forrest Whitaker week. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker's in both. No, uh, he is. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker actually uh, he helped fund uh, Fruitvale Station. I think that is, has a lot. Really? To do. Yeah, he has like a relationship with uh, with Ryan Coogler. I think that's why he's in this. Yeah, he executive produced Fruitvale Station. Oh wow! Nice. So did the Weinstein Company. Really? really? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. You guys want to drop the scores? Yeah. Um, Are we done? Yeah, go for it, Steve. 
I'm giving this a four. Um, a very very light four for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's gonna be a four and a half for me. Um, cool. I don't know if that's uh expected. <laughs> I mean, you 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 seem like you were pretty excited for this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was pretty excited for it. Um, I, I joked that I was gonna wear a daishiki. I, I would, uh, but um, I saw. I, you know, there's people we, yeah, at the theater that had daishiki. daishiki. Yeah, there was a there was a there's a guy wearing a daishiki at my showing, and there was also a woman that was kind of dressed like a like an African queen that yeah. sat right next to me. It was pretty funny, and people were like clapping as she uh, walked up the stairs and shit. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I would say on the last note that I would hate to compare these two movies, um, just because they're very different, but in the same universe, I had I, I had a lot more fun with Thor. Oh really? Yeah, just more fun, um, I would say. I think that comes with I think the reason is because because I I, I would agree with you. Like I had a lot more fun with Thor, but I think it's because it's personal yeah, taste. And and also it's kind of like a different genre, subgenre it's, within this comic book yeah, story. Yeah, because it's like it's weird, comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's comedy, sci-fi. It's like different elements that that I usually which hits a little bit closer to home for me. Into, yeah. yeah, and then then of course it has like the story is more a little bit more contained. Like it's an escape, kind of has a very escape from you know. Yeah, like Logan's Run. Yeah, exactly. Logan's Run's kind of feel to it, you know. But I don't know. I would I say one just, thing though about this movie. What I think out of every comic book movie that I've, or any comic book movie that I've ever seen, this has the best costume design. Yeah, quality uh, like bar none. Like it's, it's up there. For sure. Yeah. Um. All right, you guys want to pick a movie for next week? Nah, no. <laughs> um, We're not watching movies anymore. I don't have a good. Is list. Annihilation coming out? I don't know. I thought it was the twenty third, right? It, it's possible. Um, I don't have a good list or anything for uh for next week. But uh, yeah, it become it comes out it yeah it comes out like next week. Yeah, and then um. Because I remember last week I mentioned that um, their Netflix is going to release it two weeks from the release date. Oh, really? So, I mean, but since we've been stretching for what we're going to review, we might as well review it. I think so. Um, there's Tess- that, Tessie that, Thompson's in it? I didn't know that. There's that uh, Game Night movie also coming out, which is that um, Jason Bateman comedy. The Party? Yeah. Um, I, I think know. that's already out. It says 23rd. Game oh, Night? Really? Oh, yeah. Game Night. Oh, oh, you're talking about the party with um, yeah. Chili Murphy? Yeah. No, that's some completely different. No. This is with, um, what's his name? Uh, Rachel McAdams, where it's, do you, you guys haven't seen the trailer for this? What? Game Night? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen the trailer for it. Um, It kind of looks like horrible bosses in a way. Oh, really? The, well, the caster and the way it's shot. But I'm down for Annihilation. Okay, so Annihilation Steve? next week? Yeah, it's my anticipated movies. Is it? Yeah. You mentioned it? I don't remember. Yeah, I did. All right. It may or may not be a bomb. <laughs> Annihilation. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> I, hope I mean, not I, I, liked, I liked his last film, and I like a lot of the actresses he has in this movie. Isn't it? It's crazy, man. We have, like, we have this week where it's, like, mostly, like, you know, black cast in the film, and then next week we have a... White? A, uh, well, oh, it's not white, mean, but oh, it's female. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of females. It seems like they're, like, leading... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm a fan of Alex product, Garland. I like the way he writes, and I like the way I, I I was a fan of um all of his stuff that he's written for Danny Boyle. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of Tessa Thompson. Okay, uh, I mostly, think most people are a big fan of her. Yeah, mostly. You also like Natalie Portman, right? I like Natalie Portman too. I like so this is right up your alley. I to be honest, Jennifer Jason Leigh is in it too. Yeah, she yeah, is. She is. I like Jennifer Jason. Leigh. All right, fine. Fuck it. Annihilation. 
Okay. So we have a movie picked out for next week, Annihilation. It should be exciting. I'm um, pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped too. Um, I just want to hear that noise. Honestly, the dude, I've been listening to it on my in my car. It's pretty epic. I, I, I was listening to it in the other day while it was raining, and it was so like monochromatic looking outside. And while it was so epic, okay. Wait, how did you listen to it? it? There's a somebody made a a remix of it on YouTube or, or SoundCloud. Oh really? And they infuse into like this like song for like one of the scores from um the person who did the uh soundtrack. It's really cool. It's epic as fuck. I might have to check that out. I'll play it for you guys after this. Okay. Um, I think now's the time where we would normally move uh, transition transition to into a uh, topic. But uh, funny enough, Thomas Shomo, the one that was supposed to come up with the topic, is not here. How convenient. Yeah. And so, he didn't bring the movie he was supposed to review from last yeah, week. That is true. What a scumbag. What a scumbag. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> he let us down. He and let us, he let us all down. He, he let down us. He let down our fans, our our loyal listeners. And he was supposed to sign somebody a movie. I just realized that too for the yeah, game. He messed true. up this whole episode. God damn it! So yeah, now we don't have a, a designated spend- reviewer for next week, and we don't have our review of. Uh, I don't say. I think we should spend the rest of the show just kind of talking about things we like. Things doesn't we have, like doesn't have to be movies. Just like things we like. That sounds like a bad idea. I don't think we should do that. My um, my favorite boba tea is lychee. <laughs> lychee. So, should we should we move forward with the game? Yeah, let's uh, play the game. Yeah, I think we should play the game as well. Steve had uh, pizza on the mind. I can feel it. You, oh, you want to go and get I pizza? I definitely got pizza on the mind. Pizza on the brain. Uh, who wants to go get first? a nice slice? I think Steve should go first since you assigned a Shyamalan movie. Oh, that there it goes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is that noise? The, the, we're just talking about the uh, trailer music for Annihilation. So uh, fucking epic. Steve, well, I didn't even get to explain the game before fucking Steve rolled. But the, oh, no, that does absolutely that count. That you absolutely explain counts. the rules. Explain okay, the rules. okay. Well, you'll get one redo. Okay, this <laughs> is uh, we play this game every week. It's uh, the rolling of the dice is the title. It's a very lazy title. <laughs> but we each roll a twelve-sided die. We came up with the title last week. What was it? Did we? Yeah, I mentioned it briefly because I thought it was a better name than just rolling of the dice. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, we I all... like that name. <laughs> <laughs> it's so long winded. We, we should patent that idea. <laughs> we all roll trademark. Uh, People will be playing this in prison. <laughs> <laughs> you owe us money. You owe us get, money. Let me get through this. These fucking. Uh, hey, rules. we got time to kill, man. There's no topic this week because of Thomas. <laughs> you would think so, but we're pushing an hour and a half right now. Oh man, um, shit. But uh, yeah, so each of us rolls a 12-sided dice. The uh, loser from the previous week gets to assign the uh, roller of the lowest number this week, a movie. So I guess since Sean was not here, we go back to the old version where we just go around and roll. You think we should do yeah, that? Yeah, because that's what we did when you were in here. Okay. Just because like, so only two people would roll when it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So in this version, the roller of the highest number will assign a movie to the roller of the lowest number. Steve, okay, go please first. roll. Give us a good roll. A fucking three. If he rolls a two, oh, we got a two. <laughs> yeah, Steve lost. <laughs> Steve lost. Unless you rolled a three and then actually, a two. I'm starting to think getting one might be high. Oh my god! All right, I'm gonna roll. Steve so got a gross. two. Oh my god! I want to vomit. Sean got a four. No, don't count. Move that. Move that thing. Sean got yeah, a that's four. a four. <laughs> Damn, that's not looking good. Still, I mean, yeah, I, so I guess I'm in the clear. Let me. Uh, I'm assuming let me open that up my list. This is some bullshit. 
If you get a three, I win. This is weird. That is weird. Oh, fuck. One. Dude, you got a two. We got a roll off. Oh, we got a roll off. <laughs> That's weird. Does that count? Yeah, it yeah, does count. I mean, it, count. That's not, it has to count. Are, dude, no. it's we, too perfect we, for us to pa- not count it. In the past, it. we've counted off the table numbers. Have we? Yeah. yeah, we have. Okay, so I guess we have a roll off situation right now between Did Steve and I. Did not think we'd get a roll off. <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve, uh, Steve rolled to see who's going to lose. Okay, here he goes. So I guess this Sean is, is the winner already. Sean, mm-hmm. uh, do you have a movie? Uh, yeah. A nine. Oh my God, Harvey. Harvey lost. So uh, it was a you fun day. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. Oh fuck! I did lose. <laughs> I, I hate this game so much. It's a bullshit game. You already had a list up. <laughs> I did. I thought you I was confident. You were like, "Yo, I mean, I'm coming in here." What are the odds you suck so bad? You got a fucking two. <laughs> It's a bullshit. It's a bullshit game. Just like Risk, all games that involve dice, sir. Yeah, it's just bullshit. I think it was a fun game. You have a movie, movie for me? Um, hmm. you know what's crazy? If I would just accepted if, my first roll, just... you would have lost anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, have you ever seen uh The Hunt? The Hunt? Yeah, Danish movie. Yeah, with uh, your boy. My um, boy's in it. I don't know. I figured since you gave me a foreign film, it's only fair I give you a foreign film. Yeah, but I mean, a Danish movie compared to a Taiwanese movie, I mean. I mean, what's the comparison? Trying, it's yeah, just two we, different regions. Yeah, what, what are you trying to say it's better? I mean, come on. How can you even judge that? That makes no sense. I think you can judge it. I, I don't understand that at all. Taiwan's My, superior. Ooh, damn. All right. Well, shots fired, I guess. Harvey said it here. I'm not talking about the countries. I'm just talking about, you know, the cinematic, cinematic. influence on the rest of the world. Man. Well, the hunt is. I haven't seen it as well. I've I only will, seen the first five minutes. It's I'll a. Watch the hunt. It's a Mads Mikkelsen movie. It's really good. Um, yeah, hopefully I haven't seen it because it kind of sounds familiar. It's about a guy who um, gets accused of uh, touching a child. Touching a child? Yeah. No, I don't think I've seen this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we probably have it. It's very. Um, it, it it didn't make too big of a rounds when it first came out from in theaters. But uh, I think it did win some count stuff when it came out. Uh, I gave I, I never gave this movie to show him, but I recommended it to him, and he absolutely loved it. So you might like it. Check it out. Uh, you might find it on it's either Filmstruck or Amazon. One of those two I recently saw or saw it came up on. Okay. Check it out. I will watch it. Um, anything else you guys want to plug or talk about? Um, or should we wrap up? Let's wrap up. Okay, it's been fun. This is Do The Right Film. My name is Harvey Gladden. My name um, is Steven. Mm-hmm. What, what are we doing here? I don't know. <laughs> like He's something. just like, he jumped, jumped in. I'm like, I guess I'm jumping in too. You know what people remember you throughout the whole episode? I mean. This was me talking. My name was Harvey. All right. I mean, um, Shomo, yeah, he didn't come through this week. Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, he failed us on multiple, uh, mm-hmm. multiple accounts. I think you can hold him responsible. Honestly, I think he's gonna get he's if gonna get a punishment in terms of uh, maybe some extra movies we have to assign him. We all assign him one movie that he has to watch in a week. Yeah. God, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no time in the week. Um, yeah. Did you tell him where they can find us? And uh, yeah, we're on social media. Do the right film. Uh, Instagram is do the right film underscore podcast. We also have a website. Do the right film dot com. Yep. Do the right film dot com. Um, if you use iTunes, it would be awesome if you could leave us a uh, review. Tell us what you think about the show, what you like, what you don't like. Anything you seem uh, appropriate to uh, put up there would be awesome. Just leave a review. Um, cool. It's well, been fun, I Yeah, guess. see you guys next week. 
Sweet. We need a catchphrase. Eventually. <laughs>